0: If you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. Are you ready, kids? Actually, I was doing more Astros talk than you were, dumbass orange toilet paper people, because I was with Charlie Polito. Do they sell and, that and at about, Well, and, Springleton and Jonathan Singleton's not up, oh. and we have nothing to talk about, yet we're going to talk Astros baseball. Hey, can I? That's but, what it was every day, so you, I don't want to hear from those people.
1: From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Do-do-do-do. banks. Eight oh three. Yes, 975. Apparently, you were angry at Astros nice. fans.
0: Yeah, that was one time. Frank has used that for like eight intros. You think <laughs> it happens every day? It was just one time I got mad at somebody. And you, got, yesterday, you were, or the day before yesterday, you got mad at. No, some well, people. last
1: night it's just, it's just so stupid. These guys were arguing after I tweeted out. Listen, if not for Jordan's thumb, Yiner's sitting on the bench, and a one thirteen hitter is in the lineup. There's only one person in the world that would have made out that lineup. One. And there was all kinds of response from it. And these guys would just started arguing with each other. Just like, whatever. You're stupid. No, you're stupid. Okay, whatever. Um, switching it up here for just a second. Astros won last night. They're a half game out of first place. Uh, and the Seattle won again. So they're just a half game back of the Astros. It's a tight race, just one game separating. Three and you
0: teams. do have now. You also have lost series to Seattle and Toronto. So you, you yeah, have you to stay by, away. From, you got to win by a game. You got to win by a game. Yeah,
1: right. So you you lose the tiebreakers to both those teams. So uh, you got to beat them out. But you're going to beat. Come on, this is stupid. The Astros are going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win the division. I've said this how many times, and they're going to win it going away from the Rangers. The Rangers are they suck. They can't hit. <clears throat> College football report put this out. Most talented college football teams of all time, according to Fox Sports. You guys want to take guesses? I've already uh, seen it, so don't. You've already seen it. I mean, it's got to be.
0: It's got to be the Miami team from like 0-1.
1: Yeah, they're not on the list. Mm. And you, with the like the top eight, five, they're not top five.
0: Like with the eight first round picks.
1: Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. You insulted him a little bit. You
2: got a little out. Reggie Disciple. Wayne,
0: Andre Johnson,
2: Santana Moss,
0: Santana Moss. Are you kidding
2: me? No, no, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor <laughs> was a backup on that team. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Vince Wilfork. I mean,
1: these are hot. Who was the tight end? Oh, Jeremy Shockey. Shockey. And, Shockey. These are and literal. Even, and when, he had Young. I think Young no, Winslow
0: and Young Kellen Winslow. This these are literal Hall of Famers on this
1: team. Yeah, right? Not on the list.
0: Okay, then. The, the ones that just come to my mind are are, are USC 06.
1: Not on the list.
0: U, uh, uh, 06 Texas, probably not on not not the, list. the list. Yeah,
1: they're not as good they as... you got 06 oh, Oklahoma.
0: Ohio State
1: 01? Uh, Ohio State, no. Ohio State 15.
2: Okay. That's the Zeke? No, Zeke was...
1: Yeah, they yeah. Won the title Yeah, 15, Bosa's, you had right? Bosa... Well, you
0: had Bosa. You had Bosa, you had Zeke because they were tight.
2: Oh, yeah, Zeke was back for a year after they won the title. Yeah, Zeke,
0: you had Zeke, you had Bosa. Yeah, um, I'd have to think about Well, what other...
1: teams had the most draft picks ever? In, in... Oh
0: LSU, 19
1: LSU. Not on the list. 20. T- 20 Alabama. What about 20 Alabama? It, not on the list. Okay,
0: who's on the, oh, okay who made this
1: list? Uh, it's
0: Fox Sports. Okay, who's the writer?
1: 2007. No, I think it was a compilation of all of them or whatever. They voted or whatever. 2017 Alabama Crimson Tide is number one.
0: Okay. I don't know immediately. Well, who's here's on the their, team, but they here's a, got lot a of picture good players. of the
1: wide receivers. Waddle, Ruggs, Smith, oh, yeah. and Judy. Yeah,
0: that's pretty good. Pretty good. And that's uh Tua and Jalen Hurts both on that yeah. team.
2: Yep. Uh good
0: running backs. Good running backs. Eighty six Hurts. Derrick Henry was was Derek no, Derrick Henry
2: No, Derrick Henry was on that team. He was, was on seventeen. He,
0: he was yeah. on seventeen.
2: Okay. Th- that's I, pretty eh, good. Eh, not, did they win the, No. Yeah, he won the title running all over Clemson in fifteen. No, he wasn't on seventeen. No, he was on sixteen. That I don't was, think he was on seventeen. But not they, they, matter, they were cranking out got good got running, running backs, running. backs yeah. regardless.
1: Eighty-six hurricanes is second. That was Alonzo Heisman's team. That's Michael Irvin, Vinny They Testaverde. didn't even win it. They Jerome
0: lost to Vinny Brown. Cestaverde. Yeah, but that Vinny team was, lost that game. That, that team State. was loaded. I don't know that they're more loaded than 0-1 Miami, but no. okay.
2: Yeah, the, a couple corrections. The 0-1 Miami team didn't have Reggie Wayne. He was graduated in two thousand with Santana Moss. It did have Andre, Clinton Portis, not uh, who else? Willis McGahee. Who was who got hurt? Well, 2000 and 2001 hurt. was loaded.
0: Both those years, they were so me.
2: good. Clinton Portis was so good on that team. Was McGee? He had to play fullback in the national title game because Clinton Portis wasn't giving up that spot. So, no. Brian McKinney was on that team. Frank Gore. Frank Gore was hurt, but was on that team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was They good. had
0: McGee, Portis, and Gore on the same team at one time.
2: was yeah.
1: ridiculous. Uh, they got 2021 Georgia next. Okay, yeah, that a ton of NFL players. Yeah, Pretty good. Low recency, though. 15 Ohio State and 2006 Oklahoma.
0: You have to tell me who was on 2006 Oklahoma I'm just off the top of my head. I'd, I'm sure they were really good, but, man, not having 19 LSU, that's uh, – maybe there's some – maybe they're utilizing – you know, like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has not been as good. Maybe they're using that against them, the pro stuff. But, man, you got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow right off the bat. You got to think that's pretty good. And I'm not even getting to Lloyd Cushenberry was was a third-round pick at, at, what, Denver, I think, at center. You had defensively Stingley, who hasn't turned out to be anything yet. But you had uh, Grant Delpit. You had Did
2: Devin White was he on that team?
0: Devin White was the absolute it was, it was Oh no 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 Devin White <laughs> How many White guys was, had
1: 19 guys drafted, right?
0: No, Devin White wasn't on that team I don't think. Was he? He might have been. I mean, he I, was in a 19 draft Devin White. Then he wouldn't have been on the team. So he wouldn't have been on a 19 team.
1: 2006 had uh, Oklahoma Sooners had Trent Williams. Yeah, that's uh-huh. good. Yeah. Uh Darian Williams, Paul Thompson was the court What? This is
2: who are the white I mean,
1: Reggie Smith was the defensive back.
2: What is that? What are we doing
1: here? I, it's unbelievable. I mean, how in the There's world is some... this team? This is the team that lost to Boise, right? E, um,
2: let me no, look it up. Because no, because that went Marco 11, Murray. No, they went eleven and three. They probably did lose to Boise. I
1: think this see. is the Gerald McCoy. Okay pretty good. Yeah, they
2: lost to Boise State. They lost to the Boise. Paul Thompson
1: was stop. It. Paul Thompson was their
0: quarterback. Why are they putting this team in there? I have no Forget idea. Forget the fact that they're losing. Well, uh, is it based on talent or all-time team? It's got to be but based on talent. It can't
2: be all-time it team. It
1: says talent, most talented. That yeah,
0: that's this is outlandish. This is Why are you wasting? You're we, wasting could our time. we could be talking about Coin Boys. We
2: could talk about points. We could talk about point
0: Coin Boys. How There's
2: is Fox Sports of so off on this? Maybe cuz it's a Big 12 slant. Because they they have Big Twelve games, but even still, well, then pick Texas. Well, two thousand six. Well, they're not in the Big Twelve for another. Year. Oklahoma's not in the Big Twelve after this no. year, too, right? Adrian, Pe- wait, it. wait, wait,
0: wait. Adrian Peterson was there in six. That's he was a rookie in seven.
2: Sure, that's one guy.
0: Pretty good guy. Sure, but I know, but Malcolm, DeMarco, yeah. but you know, the Murray, DeMarco Murray was there. too. Murray and yeah. Peterson, the same team's pretty strong. But when your Paul quarterback Thompson is Paul was an Thompson. amazing talent. No, he wasn't. Oh.
1: Yeah, Gerald McCoy was good. Was Gerald good. McCoy was good. They had some talent.
0: Curtis who are the DBs?
2: Um, yeah, Rufus Alexander. They who are had the had DBs? Quentin Carter
0: made yeah, the NFL. Weren't.
2: Nick were... Harris made the NFL for a little bit. No, he was no. Er, very he was early on. It's a team who had NFL players. But... Oh no,
0: wait. Yeah, Roy was the Chris Sims years.
2: Yeah, yeah, but this is not a Jermaine Gresham was on the team as a freshman. But yeah, it's... but this, this wasn't is, a this is a silly article. Team. It's a
1: fact. You just lost, you lost all credibility. Thank you. And if John's saying that yeah. then you should be embarrassed. Yeah, you're embarrassed. Some you're embarrassed. Two thousand nineteen so t- LSU not on there. Or, listen, two thousand twenty Alabama was just as talented. How many guys a day have drafted? Well you could have
0: gone with a bunch of Alabama teams yeah. on that thing. That doesn't make it any fun.
1: No. When
0: some of those are carryover like you can't do certain Alabama teams with too many of the same players.
1: Right, right, right. Well, but they, unless they you want to do it, seven, it that way. was seventeen with that receiving core of the best? Yeah, it's know. the
0: best receiving core that I've ever seen. LSU, the only thing that stops it is LSU had two amazing top-end talents. The best top-end talents that, that you'll ever see relative to what they do in the pros. I mean, we're talking about Chase and Jefferson. Might end up being the best wide receivers in the AFC and NFC on the same team. And then you had Randy Moss's son, who really was just a guy who was Randy Moss's son. He was not that. Yeah, no. Not Thaddeus Moss wasn't that great. But... um. Those two guys in and of themselves. But, man, you talk about Judy, Ruggs. Ruggs was unguardable. The speed was. And then he had Waddle and Devontae Smith. What? Devontae Smith, Waddle, Ruggs, and Jerry Judy on the same team? That's what made grading Tua so hard for me that year because all he had to do was throw to a guy in a crease, and it was a wrap. And I'm like, well, this isn't what the NFL is going to be like. And then you got Tyreek Hill and Jerry Judy. And Jalen Waddle. And Jalen Waddle. I'm so like, it is hey, like- maybe, he can, maybe he can be a pro quarterback.
1: Well, they, David says they had Marvin Stubblefield and Nashawn Glenn on those teams. There's so. no such
0: player as Marvin <laughs> Stubblefield or a Nashawn Glenn. <laughs> well, While then, he is very good at coming up with fake names, I good. can sniff him out every time. What
2: That's- about the Miami team in 2000 had Moss Hall of Famer, Reggie Wayne Hall of Famer, Shockey Developing and Andre Johnson as a backup. Two thousand team, yeah, two thousand yeah. team. Those that was their wide receiver core. Wow.
1: That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Seven one three seven eight zero. It and who'd they, who they who was the quarterback?
2: Oh, it's just Ken Dorsey. Yeah, Ken Dorsey. He was a, he was a c- good college quarterback. Yeah, he's, and then, he he's he's Stetson Bennett. Yeah, he had a cup of coffee too. Yeah, hey, but
0: by the way, I'm watching the miss. i watching the double by Singleton in the corner and then the misplay outfield. Did you see the goofball defense again by the Red Sox They're yesterday? Bad. They're so oh bad. Oh my gosh, you couldn't throw straight to home plate. You couldn't. You, they they screwed up a double play. They like it is such, and and they ended up actually getting hurt by their mistakes too. Yeah. It ended up leading to runs. The well, Red Sox the defense
1: too, That just they just couldn't. Devers is awful man i mean devers is awful at third base how would you like to watch that every night just going oh my gosh if you could just catch the ball i mean we it's not like the astros the astros lead the league in unearned runs they make their mistakes no question about it but they make great plays as well the red sox are just bad it's just bad maybe they need some kinetics qc kinetics
0: well i'm not giving them to hopefully they won't they won't treat them while they're in houston i mean i know they will because they're not going to withhold anything but if there's Any, There's been lots of baseball players, uh, basketball players, football players who have gone through the regenerative process that QC Kinetics uses. They are able to work with people who have a lot of pain in their joints, whether it's knee, hip, shoulder, back. These are just some of the common areas, ankles. Um, It can be because of arthritis. It can be because of the deterioration of tissue in the joints. What happens when you lose that tissue or it's deteriorating you are going to have pain and you're going to have chronic pain. That's, that's when it flares up with chronic pain. How do you solve that? Well, you can get um, – sometime there are surgeries. You get to the point where you need a surgery, but that has the, the pain medicine and the downtime away from work. You've got shots, but that's going to be a temporary solution – QC Kinetics can be a permanent solution for you. They can strongly reduce the level of pain that you have because they regenerate and restore that damaged tissue. You can go from an eight down to a one from a pain standpoint, just like one of my listeners um, found whenever he went to QC Kinetics. My wife is going to be, uh, she's running again. She had a 17 mile run the other day. It's been a, it's an unbelievable Opportunity for you to get away from that chronic pain and get back to the mobility and the lack of pain that you once enjoyed. Four locations around the Houston area. Call today, 713-913-5285. That's
1: 713-913-5285. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. Toss a coin to your witcher. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Hey, welcome back here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. The number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you would like to get in here to uh, hang out with us as the Astros win, that's the big story. Do you have the um, the the thing I sent? I DM'd you. Do you have that? Okay. Um, so, um, oh my God, I'm blanking. and and his name. Who was the, he has, Mark DeRosa. No, no, no. The, uh, this is about the Texans. You, you didn't get that one. Oh, no, I got that. That was yesterday. Anyway. Um, we'll do, we'll do that. Uh, next segment. We'll get that done. Astros win last night in our half game out right now. And our, uh, Just a half game ahead of Seattle as they won again. Texas loses again. They lost uh, in Arizona. Six straight losses. How
0: many straight wins is that for Seattle?
1: Seattle is at eight.
0: They up that high?
1: Yeah. I I believe they're at eight straight. Um, Whatever the case may be, they're just a half a game behind our Houston Astros. They're playing great baseball. The Astros, you know, had... They didn't look good. They bounced back on Sunday against the Mariners, which was nice after drop, uh, falling behind six nothing. And they, but they couldn't get over the top. But the Astros are not playing bad, bad baseball. They just uh, are uh, half a game. This is this is coming down to the wire. This is going to be a this is going to be a good race. But the uh, but just a half game now between them and Texas, who everybody thought, well, you can't. Catch yes, you're Texas. right. Seattle
0: has won eight in a eight row three. and six in a row lost by.
1: You got it. Um, six
0: lost by Texas. Texas still, the run differential is still at plus 181, which I believe is still the best in base. No, 207 is the best with Atlanta.
1: So different teams are going about it. Let's talk Texans. Different teams are going about different things, um, different uh, quarterback situations differently. Like the Colts have named Anthony Richardson already. Uh, The Panthers have named Bryce Young. He is going to be their guy. Um, uh, Baker Mayfield just got announced yesterday. He's going to be the guy. You
0: should be announcing by now.
1: But You would think. You would think by now. Um, other other coaches have said, "Well, uh, we're going to take our time." Like Arizona, it looks like Clayton Toon is going to start. Clayton Toon is going to get the start. That o- can't be real. Over life. Colt McCoy, yeah, really? Yeah, it, it looks like that's a real possibility.
3: They're tanking. Do what? They're tanking.
1: They're tanking. They're tanking. No, oh well, they're-, they're tanking. Well, oh, let's start. Colt this. McCoy is eleven and twenty-five as a starter. So, so
0: uh, Colt McCoy's a, a pro. If you're cheer- if you want Case Keenum in. Colt McCoy is an NFL quarterback. He's been there. You're literally taking a rookie from the fourth, no, fifth round? Yeah. And starting him. Not to say that he can't maybe beat out Colt McCoy, but that feels like this is a team who we already think is going to be the worst. I would say this would lock it in. And that's no disrespect to Colt or to to Clayton Toon as much as it is. He is a rookie later day three pick. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're they're going to be the worst team in football, you, right? You
1: could say that about Brock Purdy too.
0: But there's talk about Kyler Murray coming back. I don't bring Kyler Murray back, and then I draft his replacement.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, right. Kyler, you're going to sit. We don't need. We're going we're to. We want you for the future, Kyler. Except we're going to take uh, that guy with the first pick, mm-hmm. Kyler Williams, with so the first if pick. So,
2: so in the, your scenario where they play Clayton Tune and they continue to play Clayton Toon, maybe they throw in Colt McCoy at the end and don't play Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's not played football for a year plus. What's his value? What are they getting for Kyler Murray? I don't know. And plus that contract? Yeah.
0: That's a hard one. I don't know. That's always going to be like, this is why you don't give contracts to players you don't believe in, because eventually it can bite you. Yeah, Um, you got to believe in the guy, at least to an extent. Like, Dallas probably didn't love giving Dak that much, but I think they believed in in him enough. My thing is, did you believe in like right now? Do the Vikings believe in Kirk Cousins? Forget all the the feel good stuff with Kirk Cousins. We've seen it. I, I love all the stuff he does, but his contract is up. Do you go in another three years with Kirk Cousins and go with Devil you know over Devil you don't? Because Kirk Cousins is consistent. He he works well in the offense. He's a good. He's a pretty good quarterback. But he does. But he has a glass ceiling. He can't seem to break through. Do you go with? Do you go at that glass ceiling, or do you take your chance with a younger quarterback?
1: You uh, well, The Colts kept trying to. Can you get him for just a couple of years, or do you have to? Do, is it going? Does this have to be a long? Well, I mean,
0: there? I think another team would probably give him four years <clears throat> easily. Uh, He's not a quarterback who's probably going to go anywhere anytime soon. What do
1: you think of Jaron Hall?
0: Well. I mean, I like Jaron Hall fine, but not like star status. Well, that's what I mean. They'd be drafting yeah. quarterback. Oh, okay. They'd, they'd have to – if you make that decision, you draft a quarterback. And Minnesota just wasn't in a position to draft a quarterback this year. I think they they might have considered it. Plus, it wasn't a very good quarterback draft. This draft is going to um, be good. It wasn't very deep. This one appears to be deep. Yeah. So do you go with – like the Vikings have a very real question. But you know – Right from the very beginning, Arizona was thinking, man, this guy doesn't even study. He doesn't spend any time on his tape. He plays video games. We're going to put this in the contract. Well, then it got leaked. Then he took a bunch of heat. They took it out. And guess what? They said behind the scenes, there is a, well, a coach told my dad that it was like worse than it's ever been. They thought it might be better. They thought it might be better with him.
1: This is a Johnny situation, then.
0: Yeah, they thought it might be better, and it's not. It's not any better over there with Kyler. Mm-hmm. It got worse once he got mm-hmm. his contract. You thought he might get shamed into, you know, putting more time in or working or whatever. Now he's out, and you're right. If they draft another, if they don't believe in him now, mm-hmm. then you try to get rid of him. And if you try to get rid of him, who's going to take him for that money? I don't know.
1: The, the money and the the, uh, the pain in the ass. It it. it, it it doesn't it doesn't bode well but this for, is
0: for all quarterback you don't have to be a pain in the ass it's like if you know a quarterbacks not good enough yeah. it's the Schaub effect or Jimmy Garoppolo if at one point Seattle uh, basically San Francisco said we know he's not good enough to get where we want to go so we're going to make an aggressive move for Trey Lance now it doesn't look like it's working out but I give him credit for trying to do something when they felt like they couldn't reach their <laughs> ultimate goal with that
1: quarterback hey just like Washington with Robert Griffin III, you know what? They had a backup plan. They had a backup plan with a, the Mister irrelevant and Brock Purdy, and it's working out. So who cares if you did all of that with Trey Lance? you got a quarterback that you believe in. It, 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 it's not the way you thought it was going to work out, but at least it's working out. With the Texans, we'll see if it works out. Here's Dan Orlovsky talking about the Texan situation right now with C.J. Stroud.
3: If we've seen that out route a couple times to his left. I think it's mm. the Robert Woods. If yeah. you watch the ball and don't know who it came from, it looks like Joe yeah. Burrow. Burrow but like yeah, yeah. Just the, the pace of the football, how catchable yeah. it is. Also, the ball that it goes to his right and, and scratch. Like, this is a really good slant. He reads it inside out. This is kind of that, that grouping of pl- pass plays. This just is a beautiful throw. It. Like, yeah, if yeah. you didn't know this came from CJ Stroud, you'd say, like, oh, that looked like Joe Burrow throwing that. Just how catchable and easy it is for guys. It's effortless for him, and it's effortless for the other guys. I think the two things that I liked the most were he got pressured once, knew the hot, and got it out, completed. And then there was another time he starts all the way to his left and comes all the way back to his right to number four in the progression and pins it on the back's chest. Remember New England game, Mm -hmm. he looked a little confused. Like, I got a lot. This game, it was like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm going through it like a typewriter. Dan, this brings me back to your pre-draft tape. In your pre-draft tape, you talked about the way that he can efficiently locate the ball on all three levels. And that's a little bit of what we've seen. We haven't seen him push it down the field yet, which is something I believe that they'll get to. But watching him operate short to immediate last week was really who C.J. Stroud is. And I think that what you said about the ball being catchable is also a huge piece. You know, like, it's two weeks. But you don't see receivers – Stretching for it right, right. ton. Yeah. you don't have to see them turning back to like those two balls are perfectly placed right here lot, that's easy for guys A lot of what
1: I pay attention to too is do y'all was talking about Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and how that interaction Which was part? going on the sideline right. yeah. when Trevor Lawrence was struggling it was like, what are you doing? When you see C.J. walk off the field, they've handed him the keys of the franchise. Mm -hmm. D'Amico is always empowering him, telling them next play. Like, those things go a long way, too, with these guys' confidence when they're trying to get better and know that this type of pressure is going to be on them. And
3: and I think the player you kind of hinted him being is like that surgeon inside of 15 yards is what his career is going to be.
1: Hopefully. Hopefully.
0: Uh, He has that kind of precision. Like, he really does. That's not –
1: and what do you do you agree with the catchable ball? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah,
0: totally. He's he's got a very catchable ball. Um and he puts it so let's say the a players on the move. I'll give you an example. This is one that just drives me crazy with the uh, like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, they had a big trouble with this. Bryce Young's just very average at this. But if you have a for example a swing pass where you got a moving target, CJ can locate moving target and throw to the momentum so you catch it and you don't have to break stride and that's a big that's such a big deal because if a player can catch a ball in stride the difference between a 25 yard catch and a seven and an eight yard catch can be whether or not a player in, in motion catches a ball in stride or if they have to break stride allowing the defender to close on them and cj strad really does do that these burrow comparisons though i mean dan dan orlovsky really loves the good feelings and good tides of of promoting a quarterback that he knows is popular and he gets the the likes for that. So, wow. like, I always, you know, he's he's hyperbole-based. There's no question. But I think a lot of what he says about C.J. Stroud, there's a lot of truth in terms of, I think that's a huge strength of his is his location, uh, ball location and accuracy, and his ability to be precise in those areas. Absolutely agree with that. And I think a big key is going to be consuloic get to simple reads for him because all quarterbacks need to have the fewer like Joe Burrow had an offense where he could make a simple read at at LSU. Um, He obviously can make more complex reads, but one of the things that made that offense great is you're able to read a safety or read the way that the cornerback is playing and, or the way where his hips were, what kind of leverage he had. And then he would make a throw based on that. If you can get your offense to a point where you simplify the read for CJ Um, as a rookie, that's really going to determine whether or not he can be a plus quarterback this year. He's got enough arm strength, he's got enough mobility, and he's a plus-plus accuracy thrower. So, um, you know, the only consideration that that concerns me is, does he make the decisions quickly? Mm -hmm. And does he handle adversity well? Because let's face it, he didn't face a lot of adversity at Ohio State. This is kind of a norm for high-end, for quarterbacks coming out of Alabama, Ohio State, um, it doesn't mean you can't face it. You just didn't face a lot of adversity
2: in college. Yep. Nope. That clip you pulled from NFL Live, Ryan Clark was the second voice you heard. He had something else to say about quarterbacks, a little less analytical. Oh, my God. We can God. play it on the other side. Right. Yeah. And Ryan he, Clark and he crossed got, the line he got, on this one. John's going to love it. All He's right. going to love it, and he got lit up by defenders of a certain quarterback. By. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't want to say it, right. I yeah. saw that Twitter go after
1: him. Let's go on the other side. We'll do that, but right now we're talking about John Daspet.
0: John Daspet law firm. Hey, so talked to John yesterday, and um, he gets really busy with – he was sworn in in uh, New Mexico. He's got an office there, and he's branching out and expanding because the success he's had in the state of Texas has been – just unbelievable. And he's already looking at doing, he's got different billboards you're going to see with the University of Houston football team. He's working on doing stuff in the, uh, with elementary schools, with trading cards, with a Cougar football team. He's got the entire team on a UI, on an NIL deal. And there's some really cool stuff he's doing that I think shows his willingness to uh, work with the community and give back to the community. He's, he's someone who went to high school here, did his, uh college uh went to undergrad at Texas got his law degree at University of Houston he is involved in the community in all facets, including helping people who have been injured. And if you've been badly injured, through no fault of your own, of course, then uh, then John Daspit's there to help you. He will help you with getting the settlement that you deserve to take care of all the issues that you're going through, whether it's medical bills, time off, or even pain and suffering. And he will fight for you no matter what it takes to stand up to those uh, lawyers from the insurance company that are really trying to put the squeeze on you. John Daspet is your guy. 713 call now is the phone number. Easy to Remember, 713, call now, or go to DaspitLaw.com.
1: Rent my porch this weekend on Selflist.com. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank studios with John Granado and Lance Zerlein. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 975 and 92.5. John and Lance here with you at 713-780-3776. Okay, so what did Ryan Clark do?
2: Well, as I talked about, you heard him give a very analytical breakdown of one C.J. Stroud yesterday. Correct. So we all heard that. We heard some great points from him and, and Dan Orlovsky. Now the story, or at least his commentary changed regarding a particular quarterback that we saw on Saturday afternoon. No, not Davis Mills. Tua. Not Skylar Thompson. Yes, Tua. So, Ryan Clark went after the guy who has the most offenders on Twitter in all of pro sports, at least in the NFL. This is his, These are his comments, and we can get into what other people said to Ryan Clark, including to a personal trainer who didn't appreciate it, and let Ryan Clark know he didn't appreciate it.
3: Hey. 5 for seven, sixty-one yards, and an interception. So, rocky start to the game for Tua right there. Tua wouldn't evening. got them
1: tats. Yeah,
2: he did. Full he okay.
3: sleep. Full y'all, y'all sleep. Because uh, I've been hurt, I
1: ain't tough. I'm going to tell, tell you, tell you, you what he wasn't doing.
3: He wasn't <laughs> he, in the gym. He, he wasn't, wow. I bet you that. <laughs> Come on. He, he wasn't with me He, he, <laughs> he might have spent a lot of time at the tattoo <laughs> parlor. He was not at the dinner oh. table eating what the nutritionist had advised. Oh,
1: my. Mm. He
3: looked happy. He's okay. thick. He is thick. He thick. Yeah, thick. He's built like a girl work at Onyx in Atlanta right now on the bottom. <laughs> Come on, now? Hey. Uh, Get to the show. I'm sorry. I'd love to ask you.
1: Okay.
0: That's a little over the line. He's basically saying he has a stripper booty.
1: Uh, he called him Thick. He, got he said
0: a is girl it? who works at Onyx.
1: I was at the at game, so I didn't see. what
0: point would that ever be allowed to talk about a quarterback? Ryan, like, Ryan, if he were a player, he would lose his mind if somebody talked about a player like that from the media. Yes or no?
1: Yeah, uh, How
0: disrespectful that is to talk about an NFL player when you're in the media. But, Ryan, I get that people think it's funny, and, I it, it mean, it is kind of funny but it's also a level of disrespect for an athlete that you would think another athlete would not do on a serious note to say that he's now you want to say he's like i don't think he's in shape or whatever he called him literally a stripper at onyx you want to talk about somebody who showed that shows me he has zero respect for tua zero or he would never as a person or he would never say something that demeaning to him never Ryan Clark's lost my respect I I saw Ryan Clark he had one set of rules for Baker Mayfield's um social media stupid social media crybaby stuff that he did when he was with the Browns and then he thought it was hilarious what Deshaun Watson was doing with his social media crybaby stuff with the Texans dude keep the same energy on both your quarterbacks first of all if you want me to have respect for you don't have a separate set of rules for Baker Mayfield where you're the quarterback of this team. You need to you do not need to be doing stuff like this. You need to be a leader and and quit causing problems. And then Deshaun doing future lyrics and where he was trying to get out of Houston. He thought that was hilarious and played it up. You can't do Tua like yep. this. You cannot like I get that it's supposed to be funny and all that, but that is man is that demeaning for a quarterback like Tua.
2: So the response came from Nick Hicks who's Tua's personal trainer. He he showed a picture of Tua, I don't know if this was at, I think it's at, probably Dolphins camp. I don't think he was, this is with the joint practice of the Texans. He goes, very strange, referencing exotic dancers. And he asks Ryan Clark, I for one do not enjoy them looking like elite football players. And Ryan Clark responded, well, Nick, as a person that's heard the, that joke about himself, based on his glutes a ton, I was having some fun. Tua is certainly thick in his glutes and lower extremities. Also, like a ton of quarterbacks, not particularly lean. I was having some fun because, hell, it's TV. As someone who played 13 years and has trained like you, many elite performers, all pros and pro bowlers, I get locker room jokes. It's, it's that it's one that's been told many times, but I'm all for sensitivity, too. God bless. And then, Ryan, then the, the personal trainer responds with this. Ryan, it was a bad joke, bro. It was honestly three bad jokes in a row, almost as if you had them in your hand ready to go. That strange behavior coming from a quote-unquote football analyst. Own that. Don't make excuses. And that's probably the nicest thing Ryan Clark heard all day because at least Nick Hicks has got a stake. Dolphins Twitter ripped him to shreds. Now he probably doesn't care, but he had to deal with them all day.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He was joking. I mean, he wasn't disrespectful, yeah. I just got, think it does I don't, I don't know I, I was at the game I didn't see his dunk is he now Tua's is all, he
2: thick to he thick Tua, since he's been in the NFL has has had to put on weight and he's worked on his lower body now the trainer would say that's all good weight yeah now Ryan Clark certainly made it look like or sounded like it was bad weight so that's probably the biggest issue with the trainer no I we worked on that and that's all because he was in the gym not because he was sitting at a dinner table He's a, he's thicker lower body. But. Yeah, I
1: mean, did he work on it and, and get that way with work, or yes, did he that's, just? That's what the it trainer was, it was. Was it with a knife and fork? No,
2: the trainer's going to say that's with weights, what? not with the knife and fork. Yeah, so that's where the issue would
1: come I don't know. from. We're also sensitive. Uh, well, I just think made that, a stripper reference. Uh, oh. I just
0: think that Ryan Clark is a guy who is you know gets all upset when when guys in the draft have yeah. the character stuff, and you have to bring up things that are actual factual news. He loses his mind about something like that but Ryan Clark will basically compare a quarterback that he doesn't like or he doesn't care about like are you going to say the same thing with CJ Stroud if CJ starts gaining a bunch of weight are you going to say the same thing about Bryce Young riding on a tricycle or something like that you know make the a tricycle joke wee that i think it's he just picks and chooses who he if he likes you or has an, an affection with cuz he's a i can't remember he's got he's tied to an age you
1: think that's a black and white thing
0: no, 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 no. Yep. I don't think it's a black and white thing. I think Ryan, it's a do you like him? Does he have enough? Like, he's he's got agents. So I think his agent is Mulgetta. So he defends, and, and CJ's a Mulgetta guy, by the way. I, I, you'll never see Mulgetta guys, Deshaun Watson. You'll never see these guys ever in the line of fire with him. But, if, but he just, like, to me, I would typically laugh about that. But the more I thought about it, man, Tua takes a lot of, Tua's taken a lot of bullets over the last three years, a lot. Um, and, you know, he went through all the concussion stuff, which is a separate deal. But I just feel like for one player to go after another player like that, and it's one thing to say he's thick or he's been attacking the dead. That's something like Charles would say. I think Ryan's trying to be like Charles Barkley. Because n- now that I think about it, would it upset me if Charles Barkley said that about
1: somebody? No. It would not. It would not. And that's why I'm I might like- I might not. I might not. I just feel like maybe it's because of the source.
0: But that's who Charles has always been. Maybe it's Charles keeps it one hundred all the time. If you were, Charles is going to say the same. He's he's not. Yeah, he's not sanctimonious here. Right. But then he's going to take jokes at another guy's expense here. Charles is also self. He's also very self-deprecating. Right? He's in on the yeah. joke about oh, himself. No. Yeah, he, oh yeah. He's in on the and, joke about himself, not Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark gets very sensitive yeah. about stuff like that. So, I think that's the big difference is if you are a consist if you're consistent with who you are, well that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but I don't think he is consistent. I've seen the inconsistencies. And I think calling a quarterback a stripper when you go after other people who you don't think show the property go after Stephen A. Smith years ago for not being respectful to football players, that kind of strikes me as hypocritical. Yeah. That's well, my biggest problem. I don't like hypocrites, and I don't like people who are inconsistent and pick and choose when they want to act a certain way. I don't, I have no respect for that. Yeah. That's probably, it is a joke. I mean, it's some, there's it, some humor, yeah. humor in it. If it's just me and John talking, I'd laugh about it. But I think that I could see where Tua would be a little sensitive about it and Dolphins fans too. Yeah.
2: Well, Tua. Probably what if somebody once. called you a
0: stripper? What if somebody said you look like you working what if on
2: it? Say you were thick and looked like a stripper from the bottom half.
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I'd say. What
2: if Yanni said it about you?
1: See Yanni now, there's different. Yanni could. I mean, I. I think I've called him a stripper before. He's yeah. He's broke down stripper. Yeah, not like one of the good strippers.
0: Late-stage stripper.
1: Yeah, no, early morning. 2
2: p.m.
0: Yeah, I got yeah, right. you.
1: Like, like not a 10 a.m.
0: Not going home at brunch 12. Brunch hour stripper? Going home at 6? Like Waffle House y- stripper? Yanni's a brunch
2: hour stripper?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yanni got a bunch of calls yesterday about what I said. Like, there's no swingers' wives that would want to go, oh, I got to get me some Yanni. He, Why does Yanni keep taking the ball? catching Couldn't all these Couldn't you use somebody bullers?
2: else? Because John likes to go after Yanni. I
1: kind of do. No, yeah. that's, it, it's right there. I mean, I love it. I love that part of it. Um, And he got no retool. He can't do anything about it. I love that. He can't do anything. But you can do something about your patio. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a phone call. It's really, I think it's visiting the website. You can make a phone call, but... If you go to the website at texascustompatios.com, Patios.com, I wonder if they have my um, they just finished my the video that their team shot of the new the new kitchen that they put into my location, but my uh, outdoor patio. Go to TexasCustomPatios.com and and you can see they build patio covers, outdoor living rooms, ceilings and columns, their outdoor fireplaces, decorative patios, outdoor kitchens. There's an entire group of uh what is it, twelve different things that they're building, and you can go look at before and after pictures with all of them. There's another section section there that says our process. To me, if you're serious about getting this outdoor kitchen or outdoor patio or even a swimming pool, go to the process, our process, and read the entire thing with the initial visit, the designing, the pricing, the proposal. They are very transparent. They set you a a price. It never changes. Even when they need to make changes to what they did or they're not happy with one of the columns or whatever, that comes out of, of their pay. It comes out of what they uh, have charged and that's how they do business. They want you to have a great experience and have, a great patio or outdoor living space built for you and they do that every time go to the website and go look at the before and afters you'll be really um, impressed but go to texascustompatios.com make sure you ch- click our process at the top and see how they can get started in making your life better it's texascustompatios.com
1: quit living paycheck to paycheck be your own boss on selfless.com back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad.
2: But hey, it's John and Lance. Despite Lance's objections, Week 0 is just right around the corner, and we got tickets giveaway for a Week 1 matchup featuring the University of Houston as they take on the UTSA Roadrunners as we celebrate the inaugural game in Houston's first Big 12 season you can, it'll be caller let's say caller 11 eh, caller 12 honoring the big 12 caller 12 at 9 o'clock at 9 o'clock to 713-780-3776 ones a pair of tickets to the university of houston game on saturday september september 2nd you can also get a family four pack four tickets four hot dogs and four, and chips Four sodas for just $60 as well. Go to That's, by the way, the sodas are part of the package. They're not charging you $60 for four sodas. Go to UHCougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-Cougs to get your tickets today. Tickets also start at just $20. Call 12 at 9 o'clock for those tickets to UH versus UTSA. 9,
1: nine o'clock exactly? Yes, 9 o'clock exactly. Nine, exa- 9 o'clock exactly. Exactly. Call in. You get those tickets to the University of Houston. Looking forward to it. UTSA first game here after a tough one there last year, overtime game. They hopefully the defense. I was out there on Friday and then Saturday night they had a scrimmage and the defense is looking a lot better. The offense was destroying them, which is a little unusual. Although I will say this, you're, you're going to see uh, this offensive line is big. This offensive. Oh, I saw our guy out there. Rue. He. Oh, did you? Told him to come on in and 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 come out. He's the. Uh, He's the tackle for the University of Houston.
0: Big, long-arm guy, yeah. Yeah. Look, not, they do have good – the physical traits are good at Houston, yeah. at, at Houston. right No, they got a
1: couple of – as a of their offensive line, I was like, holy crap. Patrick Paul's the guy yeah, who's going to get some Yeah, Patrick Paul, him. He's an impressive – he's also very impressive when yeah. you talk to him. Yeah. He and Rue both are. He absolutely is. Both of them are. The, those bookends are going to be good this year. Stay healthy, and I think that's where they're
0: – Ruben's going to be a sports talk host one day.
1: Yeah. It, it, they're – listen he's he's they're good. good i don't think they're deep so those right. guys are, they got to stay healthy they got to stay healthy but but the offensive line is going to be good they have they've had a problem with the defense the last few days so the defense should be ahead of every team right which was a little uh, the defense was good against the the uh, patriots and boy it got back to it got back to really really bad against the dolphins that defensive line that defensive front
2: and if you do have a concern, it would be that the Dolphins were playing without Teron Armstead, an off-the-line yeah. influx that they still have questions about, and they had their way running the football.
1: That was the scariest thing about it because that's what where the Texans got killed last year, then the year before, and the year before, like one of the worst run defenses in NFL history. So we got to uh, – that's, what, that's what's thats what got to – now, they don't game plan. I mean – but you want to win your your battles, right? you want to win your one on ones yeah, I mean, I know the dolphins weren 't scheming either you 're just running plays you 're just trying to get through it you 're trying to see who can win battles, and the Texans lost battles they mm-hmm. lost all their battles so yeah. that's that 's a little bit concerning i don 't care who 's out there. you know, win your battle, hold up against your man and and stop and stop the run, but to be run all over the way that they were that's a that 's a little concerning what 's not concerning right now the way that uh, Justin Verlander pitched, he went on. We we played a long quote.
0: What's the opposite of concerning? Comforting?
1: It was comforting.
0: It was. It was comforting. I can't, I'm walking out of there like, I came out of that game after the way he pitched just thinking, oh,
1: my gosh,
0: I think he's back. How I about think the coin has spoken.
1: I, you know, we heard it's, it's a long and thoughtful process. For those of you who weren't with us, Justin Verlander talked about he's been working on his mechanics, and he felt like he's, 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 he's loading right. He's behind the ball. He felt this is the best he felt. This is his quote. I'm always thinking pitching. It's always on my mind. It's a little neurotic at times. You know when you're right, and I haven't quite felt like that this year until today. That's a great sign. Because his last outing he wasn't just Verlander. Mm-hmm. We we're like, what the heck? Oh my goodness. What did you give Wait. up? And I, you know, this is scary because the starting pitching the starting pitching has been off a four eight five. A four eight five for the starting pitching over the last month. That's awful for the starters. Over over um, August? Yeah. Ugh. So this has been you holy crap. Justin Verlander, pitching like that. That was
0: vintage Verlander. Really, and what I love is he self corrected. He talked about in the soundbite, he talked about the fact that he basically just went and and worked was tweaking on some mechanical stuff, and he talked about the way he loaded, you know, his load, which is how he gets into his wind up and weight load, and then how he stayed behind the pitch, which you'll hear. Pitchers talk a lot about that, um, but having somebody—it's just like a golfer. A pitch—pitchers are a lot like golfers, a lot like shooters in basketball. Guys who can self-analyze, they can self-correct between starts. They can self-correct in a game. If you're a, you know, the golfers who are able to figure it out are less likely to get into prolonged slumps. Pitchers who can figure it out can get back to their. You know, to if they know what they're looking for, they can get back to who they are. Shooters. It's the same thing. You'll have some things that are slightly off with your balance, or you know how broad your base is, or maybe you know something about your release. And I just love. I think it's so great that Justin Verlander laid it out. And I thought it was really cool in the soundbite also that he was he didn't hold back and dumb it down for for the guys who were recording the media. He told you from a baseball standpoint what he was doing and what he was looking at. He was very honest. He didn't say, you know, I'm just working on some things, tweaking some things, and I think I found something. He told you specifically some of the – not kind of specifically some of the things he was working on, but the late life on his fastball. He had that outer portion fastball that had a little tail on it to left-handers. That's unhittable. No. That's really you can just spoil it. That's all you can hope to do is spoil that pitch. So, man, if that Verlander shows up and France, you know, the question's going to be: Does Dusty have the balls to pitch France over Javier? Uh... That's going to take balls now. Clearly, if if you didn't have the names behind him and you just looked at the stats, it would take no balls. You just say pitch the best pitcher. But Javier has a history of being a phenomenal pitcher for you. But it's a relatively small sample size and it's he's got a growing sample size of bad baseball.
1: Listen, JP France is your second best pitcher right now.
0: I know, but Fromber's Framber, been awful. But you don't well Fromber it's Fromber and J V are
1: your one too. Yeah. You know,
0: probably maybe JV, in a different order, but if, who cares?
1: J V continues to pitch like this and Fromber continues to the yeah, struggle. You, there's no there's no uh, it's J V one. You
0: have to you have to manufacture and maneuver that around but jp fromber but the question's going to become how does and this is not one i'm not banging on dusty this is a hard decision no. do you go with the history no he who not you or do you go with a rookie who's never been there
1: well we'll see hey listen jp's got to pass hunter brown too by the way because dusty has a history with hunter brown and hunter brown came in and gave up a run runs in the world series and what was it a run or two in the world series and you know and and he didn't go back to him but JP France is a rookie a true rookie he doesn't have the history with Dusty with like Hunter Brown does JP France without question has been your the best the better of the two and actually he's been your he's been your best pitcher over these last couple of months period it's not even arguable your best pitcher i don't know that dusty we'll see if he has it in him we'll see if he has it in him to actually give JP France the ball now Playoffs are different than everything else. We don't know how JP France is going to respond. For JP France, though, getting up to the big leagues and performing the way that he has, it's been like the playoffs for him, right? Yeah. The pressure. Of, yeah, but it's different. Yeah, been different. Obviously, it's different.
0: Well, if he internalizes it, it's different. If he's one of those rare, you know, rare guys who doesn't really feel pressure, then it's not.
1: Because well, pressure self created. Just making this team. And then performing the way that he has, I love hearing Justin Verlander say, talk about how neurotic he is, a pitching about pitching. Mm-hmm. I love that. I well, love that's that. what you have to be. You, I, the I, thing I, is the thing. The, that's right. And I hope the all main the guys, thing hope, is the main. I hope thing. that rubs off on all of. the I eyes. hope he
0: rubs off on all the, on all guys. the guys. On all. Yeah. Of them. All right. Don't I, save that.
1: Yeah. I mean, somebody came after me. If the, if Dusty wins the World Series, Granado's gonna. I, I, I still gonna be criticized. Listen, Dusty. Are you going to call him the worst back to back World Series Robert, manager? I hope Javier. I hope Maldonado. I hope John Singleton. I hope all of them perform great. And if they do, then I'll talk about it. But Dusty has been questionable this year. He has been so, his lineups have been so questionable this year that I'm going to speak. I, I apologize. I'm going to question when, to me, when it's questionable. If Dusty is great, we gave Dusty his props last year, didn't we? Loved what Dusty did last year. Mm-hmm. He, he he managed unbelievably great. He did. But when you're when you're in this battle right now, now we'll see how Dusty manages down the stretch here. If he gets to tightening up his his lineup, just his keep lineups,
0: Yiner playing. Just keep your all. he's he's has one of the highest OPSs on the team. Just keep him going.
1: Let's go. That's all. All right, time for you to talk about Tequila though.
0: Maestro de Bell is the uh, you want to talk about the ace. You want to get the best going in your lineup, right in your rotation. If you have a rotation of tequilas, Maestro Bell should be leading it right off as the SP1. Because I'll promise you right now, Maestro Bell. the way that they're made, the craftsmanship that goes into it, the finish, the flavor profiles, made in tequila, Mexico, for by 11 generations of tequila makers, it's unbelievable. And what's funny, ironically, is that there are some places where it's still harder to find. And it's huge in Mexico. It's growing and growing here in the States. But there are still some liquor stores that don't carry it. And if they don't carry it, you need to ask for it by name. Because I promise you, if you're a tequila fan, you're going to love it. I don't care if you go with their standard silver or the smoked silver or the Cristalino, which is a category they created. You're going to find something that you absolutely love, and Maestro Do Bell is going to be there for you to enjoy it. And they want you to put that bottle up on your shelf and put it in the rotation of your tequilas. Maestro Do Bell, wherever fine liquors are sold, it's Maestro Do Bell.
1: ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Sweet Sassy Molassi.
0: Sweet Sassy Molassi. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown as the Spurs beat the Heat.